Welcome to the Lose Weight, Live Life podcast. If you're a female professional or entrepreneur who would do anything to lose weight, yet finds it impossible to stick to a diet, to eat less, or just what you think you should, this podcast is for you. I am your host, Certified Life and Weight Coach, Claire McKenzie. Listen in to learn how to stop overeating, lose weight for the last time, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love all without diet deprivation and self-sabotage. Hi, everybody. A very warm welcome to episode number 12. So today, I want to talk to you about when you think you can't lose weight. Now, when you join my free Facebook group, Lose Weight, Live Life, I ask you a few questions to get a better idea of what you're looking for, how I can help you. By the way, if you're not in my free Facebook group yet, do come and join us. You can search Lose Weight, Live Life in Facebook or go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Lose Weight, Live Life. I'll put a link in the show notes too. And the show notes are at www.thebestyou.coach forward slash podcast. Anyway, so when you join my free group, I ask you what you would like help with right away. And so many of you tell me the reasons why you can't lose weight. The reasons why you always get stuck when you're trying to lose weight, why you think you're failing, why weight loss is difficult for you. And I've been thinking about how I can address all of those reasons, because whilst they're all very different, I do notice some themes and similarities between them. And so I decided I wanted to do this podcast to help those of you that feel stuck in not being able to eat how you want to, stuck in self-sabotage, stuck in not eating healthily, you don't feel in control maybe but you don't know why. And you have zero confidence in your ability to even go one day eating only what you intended. And I've considered all the reasons that come up frequently and broken them out into four categories, which I'll talk through in just a moment. But before I start, you may want to pause and just check in with yourself and see why you've not managed to lose your weight yet. Ask yourself that question. Ask yourself, what's difficult for me right now? Why am I stuck? And see what comes up for you. You can ask yourself in your head or you can take out pen and paper, but maybe just pause this podcast and just write down the reasons you can't lose weight or why it's difficult for you to lose weight. What stops you? What gets in the way? What challenges come up for you? And see what your brain thinks about all of those things. Okay, now let's continue then. So these are broad areas, categories of reason why I see people being stuck and not moving forward or starting their weight loss journey. And the first reason, the first area is what I'm going to call a biological reason. And I'm going to expand on these in just a moment, but let's just call it a biological reason. Number two is you have a lifestyle reason. Number three is you have what I'm going to call a diet mentality hangover. And number four is maybe you're stuck in a pattern of perfectionism thinking or self-judgment and self-criticism. Okay. So let's dig into each of these in turn. So when I say a biological reason, number one, what I'm thinking about is a reason that feels very factual, very truthful, and you've got evidence to support your thinking. So this might be something like a medical condition, or it may be that you think you have, you're genetically predisposed to being overweight. Maybe you've got parents or brothers and sisters, and they are all overweight or obese could be that you're taking medication and that's interfering with your weight loss, or maybe you're finding weight loss difficult for hormonal reasons. 
Many of the ladies that I work with share how perimenopause and menopause is creating new or additional weight challenges for them. So some of the ladies join me for coaching saying that weight was maybe never a problem before, but then four or five years ago, they started to go through perimenopause and now they've gained two or three stone and nothing works for them and they just can't shift that weight. For others, weight may have been something that they've been struggling with for years or decades And they just feel as though the weight-related challenges of perimenopause and menopause have just made things more difficult and more daunting, and they're feeling more stuck than ever. So others of you maybe have hormone-related medical conditions such as PCOS or insulin resistance or thyroid imbalances, or it may be that you have fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue or numerous other medical conditions that hinder your weight loss efforts for one reason or another. Oh, and one more thing that comes up, it sort of crosses over between areas, is observations that you're unable to lose weight, even when eating very little. And you may attribute this to yo-yo dieting and have thoughts about having a low metabolism. And you may say, find yourself thinking things or saying things like you don't eat many calories per day, or you eat really small amounts of food, but no matter what you do, no matter how much you cut down, you just can't seem to lose the weight. So that's the first category. And then the second category, the second area is to do with your lifestyle. And there are lots of lifestyle reasons that come up. Many of you tell me it's difficult because you're having to cook multiple meals for different family members, or maybe you have a husband or a partner who loves desserts and sweet foods, or maybe eats lots of chocolate and he eats these foods in front of you and that's causing it to be very difficult for you. Or it may be that your work situation presents some challenges in how you take care of yourself. Maybe you don't get a lunch break. So you just end up grabbing things and sort of grazing all day. Or maybe it's the influence of others at work. So some of you maybe eat regularly with colleagues or with clients as a part of your work. And whilst this is obviously coming up far less right now due to COVID and everybody working from home, it was a problem that sort of came up frequently when I was speaking to clients before COVID. So it might be a situation where maybe you have buffet lunches every day or catered meetings. And the types of food available might be sandwiches and crisps and canapes. And you notice that there's very little that fits with how you want to be eating, but you don't feel that you're able to sort of decline what's offered and you want to sort of be seen to be fitting in with everybody else. And you don't want to draw attention to yourself. I've had clients share with me how they feel uncomfortable because they think they stand out if they decline food. Other lifestyle things that come up include travel for work, both on the road travel and staying in hotels. While some of you find it difficult in other areas around the challenges of supporting a family, accommodating those family meals. Also, for those of you who may be on your own, you share how difficult it is to be motivated to plan, cook and prepare food for one person. So those are some lifestyle related reasons why you tell me you can't lose weight. So the third area is challenges relating to diet mentality and old, out of date diet thinking. One of the challenges here is that you're stuck thinking about how nothing works or about how you always fail. So if this is you, maybe you notice you can't stick to the way in which you want to be eating and you notice that when you give up, you end up overeating. Or maybe you have had experiences of dieting that revolve around complicated food plans or expensive food shopping or recipes that are difficult to cook and create lots of food waste. And you're thinking that this is holding you back from losing weight. So basically, another thing that comes up with dieting is that you maybe intrinsically believe 
that nothing will work for you. And you also believe you've tried everything. So that's the third area. And then the last one, the fourth area is very much to do with your willpower and your motivation. And this is when you maybe feel out of control around food. Maybe you feel you just love food too much. You might consider yourself a foodie. You tell me things like you crave food or you're a sugar addict. You maybe have a whole identity around being somebody who just loves to eat, someone who's not able to take control around food. So those are the four areas that I see come up a lot. And what they create for you, if you like, is a whole plethora of disempowering thoughts and beliefs. And of course, these areas aren't mutually exclusive either. So some of you will be able to relate and apply to all of them. You can think that they all apply to your situation and your life and your thinking. So you can resonate actually with all of those. And the more of these that resonate with you, of course, the more disempowered feelings you're going to be struggling to override in order to move forward. So you might notice you feel incapable. You might feel a bit desperate. You might feel out of control. You might feel a bit disbelieving in your abilities to lose weight and create a relationship with food that you like. And you might think the situation is a little bit hopeless. And that is all making things more difficult for you because, of course, these are not the best feelings for the fuel of embarking on a new weight loss journey. And what I want to talk to you about today is the process of putting all of that to one side, allowing all to be there, seeing it and allowing it, sort of meeting yourself where you are at and being able to move forward. So if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, and specifically if you listen to episode number two, we talked about the mindset model. And you will know that the reason you do or don't do things in life is all because of how you are feeling. Okay. So if you're not taking control when it comes to food, if you're not taking care of yourself, it's because you're going to be feeling a negative emotion or maybe an indulgent emotion rising from some thoughts. And this is keeping you stuck. So it's okay. This is what we all tend to do. It's good to know and understand what's going on for you and to question your frame of reference and your thoughts and feelings. It's good to step outside of your life for the moment and think about the bigger picture and ask yourself what you want to do to achieve your weight loss goal or to create the relationship with food that you want and consider your thoughts and feelings that would make it easier to do that as well as being aware of this sort of old habitual patterns of thinking. So You've got this old habitual patterns of thinking. You know what's going on for you there. You're starting to see this. You're starting to have an awareness of this. You're starting to accept that this is a part of who you are. It's a part of being human. And at the same time, I'm encouraging you to be curious about how maybe you could be thinking and feeling differently in order to help yourself get started and move forward on that weight loss journey. And that means you need to be thinking about different things as you focus about what you want to be doing. Okay. And you can either decide to just do that and focus on it, or you can decide to work through all of those disempowering thoughts and beliefs that are keeping you stuck. And don't think or feel that you have to like or solve them all, or have to argue the case for them all right now. So let's talk then about a whole new set of empowering thoughts and thinking and beliefs and mindset that will create feelings of self-love and empowerment and focus and freedom and control. And I know that freedom and control often sound like opposites, but I think that both can be very valuable there. And one of the ways I want you to think about this is the concept of the four C's. And this is a concept created by Dan Sullivan. And the four C's stand for commitment, courage, capability, and confidence. And as Dan says, people who are accomplishing their goals, people who are moving forward in what they want to achieve in life are willing to move for, move, move through these four C's. 
When we have a goal in mind, such as changing our eating, the first thing we must do is commit to that goal. So to commit, this is the first C, means to carry out no matter what, it means to follow through. As a part of the process of commitment, it can be useful to evaluate your reason for wanting to change your relationship with food, for wanting to lose weight. The more compelling your reasons, the easier it will be for you to abide by that commitment and do and feel and think whatever is necessary to move forward. But doing this takes courage and courage is the second C. Courage will feel uncomfortable or difficult. It requires persistence and patience. But if a goal is worth accomplishing, if a goal stretches you and expands your potential, then you know it's a sign that you're on the right track. It's a sign that you're growing and becoming the next best version of yourself. Once we display courage, we can develop skills that increase our capability. So capability is the third C. And when we become confident in our new skill, and that confidence is the fourth C. So let's consider what it might look like to apply these four C's, to apply commitment, courage, capability, and confidence to each of the four obstacle areas that I talked through. So let's talk about, let's take maybe PCOS as an example for the first area, the area of biological reasons. So it's well documented that PCOS makes it more difficult to lose weight and that weight loss in people with PCOS tends to be slower. So in this instance, your commitment may look like deciding to work on losing weight for as long as it takes. Maybe it looks like you've been willing to lose all your weight at a rate of half a pound a week or a pound a week. For, and that could take you two, three or even four years, depending on how much weight you've got to use. It looks like you having the courage to believe that you can do it, that you can learn the tools and apply them throughout the highs and lows of your life, throughout good times of holidaying and the bad times of family trauma. Then it looks like you becoming capable, maybe learning to really understand your body and how your food and exercise impacts PCOS. It looks like you becoming capable and expert on you. And as you do that, you build your confidence, you stop questioning yourself, you stop questioning whether it's working because the weight loss is so slow. So that's an example of how applying those four C's could apply to the first area of the sort of like the biological reasons why you're finding it difficult to lose weight. Taking the second category of lifestyle challenges, it might look like you committing to cooking multiple meals for your family or choosing to accept their displeasure if you decide to cook what works for you and don't give them alternative options and they eat what you eat. Either way, your commitment will need to be solid enough to push through either the daily conflicts that arise as from that or the extra work of cooking all of those meals, whichever approach you want to choose. Maybe you find the courage when you're at a catered work lunch and decline sandwiches offered and ask for a simple salad to be supplied next time instead, whilst feeling the discomfort of the questions and the raised eyebrows from colleagues. But the more you do it, the more capable you get at allowing those discomforts to not mean something has gone wrong. You feel more confident. You start to trust your abilities to not only lose weight, but to ride out the conversations you have with people along the way. And so the third area that I call the yo-yo diet sort of hangover, that diet deprivation thinking that you may be carrying with you, maybe we should call it rebound approach. It could look like you committing to establish your own instincts for what you should be eating, or what you want to be eating, and not rush out and grab the next all new amazing diet book that everyone is raving about. 
So that's what commitment might look like in that area. Or maybe you require courage to not fall into the trap of telling yourself that you'll have chocolate cake today and cooked back tomorrow. And again, the more you practice these skills that feel awkward and uncomfortable to begin with, the more capable and more confident you will become. And then finally, number four, if you're stuck in a pattern of perfectionist thinking and self-judgment and self-criticism, you are going to want commitment to not judge yourself no matter what. You've got to commit to not judging yourself when you slip up and not judge yourself when you make a wrong choice. You've got to be courageous in believing you need to lose your weight to feel good about yourself. You will want to be practicing breaking down that perfectionist thinking daily until you feel capable of 100% self-acceptance of yourself exactly as you are, of feeling 100% self-love before you get to your goal weight. And once capable of that, your confidence will increase tenfold. So let's just circle back to what we set out to explore on this episode. What I want you to take away is that everyone who is not the weight that they want to be will be thinking or believing they can't lose weight or lose weight permanently. Okay. So if you're not the weight you want to be, you have some thoughts or beliefs and they may be hidden thoughts and beliefs that you are unable to lose the weight or you're unable to lose weight permanently. And the reason we know this is because if you believed 100% that you could lose weight for the last time permanently, you would have done it already. You would already see the results of that empowered thinking, because of course, what you believe becomes your reality. So I gave you a little thought work to do at the beginning, which was to ask you to identify the reasons why you can't lose weight. And I want you to revisit them and I want you to see them and I want you to feel that one word vibration in your body when you think about those. So don't start tearing into them, stating why they are wrong, why you are wrong. I want you to go about doing this with compassion. Think about being intrigued and interested and curious about what's going on for you. Start to think about how you can solve them using commitment, courage, capability, and confidence, similarly to the examples that I've given here. Start to think about what moving through those four C's would look like for you. Think about visualizing the mapping out of your weight loss journey. And you can either start from the beginning and move forward, or you can imagine yourself jumping to the end of your journey and then looking backwards to see how you achieved those results and those goals that you set yourself. Ask yourself what the four C's journey may look like for you, and then go to work on creating that for yourself and think about how you can start doing what it would take, actually sort of putting skills and tools in place that you want to use to take yourself on that journey. Okay, that is what I have for you today. Thank you so much for joining me and listening in. Have an amazing week and take care. Thank you. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life, lose weight as a part of that journey and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honoured to be your coach. There are two ways that you can work with me. You can join my monthly membership programme, My One Life Academy, that gives you self-paced learning, supported by twice-weekly live calls and a whole lot more. Or you can join the waiting list for my next six-month Lose Weight, Live Life Group Coaching Mastermind Intensive. Go to www.thebestyou.coach forward slash coaching to find out all the details.